Of course, he knew none of these men. The resemblance was generic. The big man was not Underhill, and the others were none of the others. He wanted to see people he had known over there. That was the large, simple truth. He wanted a great, grand reunion with everyone he had ever seen in Vietnam, living or dead. And he wanted to see the memorial. In fact, Poole wanted to love the memorial. He was almost afraid to see it. From the pictures he had seen, the memorial was beautiful, strong and stark and brooding. That would be a memorial worth loving. The only memorial he'd ever expected to have was a memorial to separateness. But it belonged to him and to the cowboys out in the parking lot because they were forever distinct, as the dead were finally distinct. Together, they were all so distinct that, to Poole, they almost felt like a secret country of their own. There were names he wanted to find on the memorial, names that stood in place of his own. The big cowboy had taken a slip of paper from his shirt pocket and was writing, bent halfway over the hood of the van. The others unloaded duffel bags from the back of the van. The Jack Daniels bottle circulated until the driver took a last slug and eased it into one of the bags. Now Michael wanted to be outside, to be moving. According to the schedule he had picked up at the registration desk downstairs, the parade up Constitution Avenue had already begun. By the time he had his first look at the memorial and came back, the others would have checked in. Unless, that is... Harry Beavers had managed to get drunk at the bar of Tina Pumo's restaurant and was still asking for one more vodka martini. One more little teeny martini. We'll catch the five o'clock shuttle instead of the four o'clock or the six o'clock or the seven. Tina Pumo, the only one of the old group Poole saw with anything like regularity, had told him that Beavers sometimes spent all afternoon in his place. Poole's only contact with Harry Beavers in four or five years had come three months before, when Beavers had called him up to read aloud a Stars and Stripes article sent to Beavers by his brother about a series of random murders committed in the Far East by someone who identified himself as Coco. Poole stepped back from the window. It was not time for Coco now. The giant in tiger stripes and jungle hat finished putting his note under one of the Camaro's windshield wipers. What could it say? Sorry I beat up your car, man. Come around for a shot of Jack. Poole sat down on the edge of the bed, picked up the receiver, and after a second of hesitation dialed Judy's number at school. When she answered, he said, Well, I'm here, but the other guys haven't checked in yet. Do you want me to say... Poor Michael? asked Judy. No, I thought you'd like to know what's going on. Look, Michael, is something special on your mind? This conversation has no point. You're going to spend a couple of days going all drunk and sentimental with your old army buddies. Do I have any place in that? I'd just make you feel guilty. I still wish you'd have come along. I think the past is in the past because that's where it belongs. Does that tell you anything? I guess it does, Michael said. There was a moment of silence that went on too long. She would not speak until he did. Okay, Michael finally said. 
I'll probably see Beavers and Tina Pumo and Connor tonight, and there are some ceremonies I'd like to take part in tomorrow. I'll get home Sunday about five or six, I suppose. Your patients are extremely understanding. Diaper rash is rarely fatal, Michael said, and Judy uttered a smoky exhalation that might have been laughter. Should I call you tomorrow? Don't bother. It's nice, but don't bother, really. Really, Michael said, and hung up. Two. Michael moved slowly through the Sheraton's lobby, looking at the men lined up at the registration desk, among them the big cowboy in tiger-stripe fatigues and his three buddies, and the groups of people sitting on padded dark green chairs and banquettes. The Sheraton was one of those hotels with no true bar. Women in clinging, filmy dresses brought dresses.